Have you heard about the change happening across the U.S.? Christ followers are realizing there's a financial institution that aligns with their Christian values and switching to Christian Community Credit Union. They're America's number one biblical banking institution committed to advancing the gospel and providing members highly competitive offers, including high-yield checking and CD accounts, a 1.5% cash-back credit card, and more. It's time to bank with your values. Join Christian Community Credit Union today. Learn more at joinchristiancommunity.com. That's joinchristiancommunity.com. Membership eligibility required. Each account is insured up to $250,000. This institution is not federally insured. Give justice to the weak and the fatherless. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Psalm 82. I am Rob West. Christians are called to help the poor, widows, and orphans. We often do that through giving. But did you know you can help them simply by using a credit card? I'll talk about that with Aaron Cade today, and then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance. Biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, our guest today is Aaron Cade, Chief Marketing Officer at Christian Community Credit Union, an underwriter of this program. Aaron's here to talk about a way to help the needy that you've probably never thought about. Aaron, great to have you back with us. Thank you, Rob. It's a pleasure to be with you and your listeners today. Uh, Aaron, before we get into this novel way of helping the poor, uh, tell us what makes Christian Community Credit Union different from other financial institutions. Yeah, Rob, we're a faith-based, not-for-profit credit union that has served the Christian community nationwide for over 65 years. We're driven by the purpose of serving Christ followers to live and give more abundantly. Mm, I love the vision, and I know a lot of our listeners are taking advantage of that, and we're delighted that uh, you're an underwriter of the program. Well, you all have come up with a unique way that we can do what you just described simply by using a credit card for normal, everyday purchases. So tell us about that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Christian Community Credit Union has just launched a new cash rewards visa card. It has many of the perks you'd expect from a typical rewards card, 1.5% cash back on every purchase plus a $200 bonus when you spend $750 in the first three months, which is not too difficult to do. But what makes this different from typical credit cards is that when you use it, you're also giving back to Christian charities. Every purchase helps support the work of organizations that are transforming lives around the world. Well, it's a compelling statement, and I'm excited about it. Give us a few examples. Well, since uh, we're a nonprofit, revenue generated by using the card goes to building and expanding churches, spreading the good news of Jesus to remote areas, providing disaster relief, giving hope to vulnerable children, ending modern slavery and human trafficking, and so much more. So far, our members have given over $6 million through their use of CCCU's credit and debit cards. Wow, that's really exciting. Uh, Perhaps you could share some stories, Aaron, about how you've been able to support the kingdom in this way. Sure, I'd love to share a couple. We were recently able to help a Mission Aviation Fellowship pilot who was flying supplies to an orphanage in northern Mozambique. He'd been arrested and wrongly imprisoned, and we were able to help secure his release by contributing to his legal assistance. Wow. He's now been reunited with his wife and two young sons. We also partnered with a Christian organization named Olive Crest, who is dedicated to protecting vulnerable children. 
Through their work, they've transformed the lives of 200,000 children and families by preventing child abuse, equipping and educating children in crisis, and helping preserve families. Our cardholders have made it possible for CCCU to come alongside Olive Crest through donations and through support of their work, including the purchase of a property for survivors of human trafficking. Wow, that almost seems too good to be true that your members can have such a huge impact for the kingdom just by using a credit card. But that's, of course, what makes Christian Community Credit Union different from other institutions, right? Well, we certainly think so. Of course, we offer a full range of banking and lending products like checking and savings accounts, loans and credit cards. But what makes us different is that all of these are tailored to serve a higher purpose. Mm. Sure, we offer competitive rates and low fees. But that's all to help our members support churches, ministries, and causes close to their heart. Our mission is to be a place where your faith and finances can grow together as you seek to serve God and support yourself and your loved ones. We strive to offer financial solutions to help you live and give more abundantly. Yeah, I love it. I mean, aligning your faith with your values uh, with a banking partner like CCCU. So if this is something our listeners want to learn more about, Aaron, where would you direct them? Uh, They just need to visit joinchristiancommunity.com. That's joinchristiancommunity.com. Of course, you have to be a member to use one of our cards. But if you're listening to this program, you likely already qualify. Membership is open to Christians across the country. Excellent. Well, Aaron, we're so grateful for our partnership with CCCU, and we're delighted that you stopped by today. Thanks for being with us. Well, thank you, Rob. It's been a pleasure to be with you. God bless. Well, folks, if you want to learn more about aligning your faith with your values and all of your banking needs, visit joinchristiancommunity.com. That's joinchristiancommunity.com. That was Aaron Cade of the Christian Community Credit Union. Your calls are next, 800-525-7000. Much more just around the corner. Stay with us. We'll be right back. As a faithful listener of this program, you know that there's life-changing financial wisdom in God's Word. And FaithFi is here to help you and millions of others learn to be good and faithful stewards. As a nonprofit organization, we rely on help from monthly FaithFi patrons, supporters of this mission, to help us continue and expand our outreach. Has God provided financial answers for you through this ministry? If so, consider becoming a monthly FaithFi patron. Visit faithfi.com and click Give. What if buying groceries, gas, or dining out could help change lives? With Christian Community Credit Union's Cards That Give to Missions, you can help spread the gospel, combat human trafficking, and protect vulnerable children with every purchase at no cost to you. Apply for your card today. More information is available at joinchristiancommunity.com. That's joinchristiancommunity.com. The Credit Union is an underwriter of this ministry. Membership eligibility required. I'm so thankful you've joined us today for Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. All right, it's time to take your calls and questions today on anything financial. The number is 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. Let's head to uh, Washington State, just north of Spokane. Dennis, go right ahead. My wife and I are struggling a little with that concept. Ron Blue's comments, if you love your children equally, then treat them uniquely. God loves us all equally, but treats us all uniquely. We we have a, six children and a dozen grandchildren, great-grandchildren. We've been totally blessed. And what we have been doing is 
be, been gifting away prior to our demise because as we see needs, uh, but we've struggled with that equality thing. And that just, yeah. uh, because that just gives you a good biblical foundation for that and uh, mm-hmm. sets us free. So I, I do have a question in here, and it is, we recently, uh, because we have a trust, uh, it's a little messier when you're not doing equal things. You just have to put more energy and time into it. But yes. what uh, what my question was, we recently met with our attorney, and he uh, we were concerned about gifting them more than the federal whatever it is, roughly 60000 per married couple annually, right? Well, yes. he told us there is a federal exemption. And there's no Washington state inheritance tax. So he said right. there's a federal exemption that is like $12 million that you can fill out some kind of form and you can draw against it. It's a lifetime That's right. exemption. That's Elaborate right. on that. I, I never heard that. And I thought, man, we could give a more, we could give 100000 away and then, or 200 and it wouldn't... <laughs> You're you're exactly right, Dennis. You're discovering all kinds of things today. Uh, first of all, let me just comment on your remarks regarding Ron Blue's principle, if you love your children equally, you'll treat them uniquely. You know, this flies in the face of what we often are taught here as Americans. That, you know, we've, we've got to treat everybody the same, and, and we do in, in many contexts. But I think when it comes to our kids, we use discernment, right? Just to say each of them are in a different place spiritually and financially. You know, and Ron's uh, great example, there was, you know, one daughter who was divorced and uh, with a very modest income coming in and and another uh, son who was married and and making you know really good money working as a professional and you know they're both very spiritually mature and one had a greater need than the other and so they're constantly evaluating how much should we leave uh, to each of our kids and you know, I think asking the Lord for wisdom in that and uh, you know leading with this idea of thinking what is I hope for my kids with this and what's possible in fact what's the worst thing that could happen and as Ron said, and could I rob them of the ability to provide? Might I, uh, you know, for a child who's not as spiritually mature, maybe even making poor lifestyle decisions, could I inadvertently with a lot of cash dropped in their lap, uh, accelerate their movement away from the Lord? Uh, ultimately, he's in control of that, but I certainly, you know, don't want to uh, do anything that uh, with, in my own discernment doesn't feel wise. And so I think that gives us the freedom in that to really think through, pray through how we would direct our inheritances, and we don't automatically have to approach it just dividing it equally. And so I think that's Ron's big idea. Um, With regard to this lifetime exemption, you're absolutely right. So this year, 2023, uh, you can gift up to $17,000 per person, and that would be, uh, so for you and your wife, $34,000, 17 of you each to one individual. And if you go above that, you just have to fill out an IRS form 709 that basically says, acknowledges that you've made a gift beyond the 17000 And for any amount that trips over 17000 or in the case of a married couple, if you're both given seventeen, when you go over thirty four, then that's going to go against the lifetime exemption. And that is set today at $12.06 million. Now, that could change, but anything above that seventeen is just eating away at that lifetime exemption. And you're not going to have any gift or inheritance tax unless you get over that. And you've got a long way to go. God bless you, my friend. Thank you for listening and calling today. We're grateful. We're going to head to Antioch, Illinois. Karen, you're next on the program. Go ahead. Um, hi, guys. Um, thank hi. you so much for taking my call. Um, sure. 
I'm 60 years old. Um, I live in a mobile home and I have two jobs because the first job doesn't really, I make just enough money to make ends meet. So I have a second job that the whole purpose was I wanted to save some money. I don't have um, any kind of savings or anything like that. And I need to retire probably in five to seven years. And so I thought if I got a second job, I could start paying some things off. Um, the whole plan was to be debt free in five to seven years when I want to retire. But yeah. it seems like <laughs> it seems like the second job doesn't seem to be I'm not using that money for what it was intended. Yeah. It seems like I end up using it for groceries or the bigger heating bill or a bigger cell phone bill. It, it, it just doesn't seem it's like I that was the whole purpose to have that job so right. I could pay off everything. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. OK. So it sounds like that based on your current spending, those things you get a bill for, those discretionary spending items that you don't get a bill for, but come up every month, like maybe eating out or buying some clothes or entertainment or uh, whatever it might be, um, even going to the grocery store, uh, you are living beyond what uh, your net pay is on just that primary income. Um, and so what's happening is by way of you saying, I'm getting behind on things, or if you were incurring some debt that's been building over time, uh, your idea that the second paycheck, which would, you know, be truly surplus is really not surplus because you were living beyond your means with regard to your first income. And so it's got to start with that spending plan. I think the first step, Karen, is really to understand what am I truly spending on a monthly basis right now? You know, if we were to truly get everything into the budget uh, without anything going to savings, but if you were to take your net pay and just break it down for, you know, really what you're truly spending, then we determine, do we actually have anything left over or are you going underwater every month just based on that one paycheck? And I suspect you'd find that when everything's allocated for, to the budget, you're going underwater. And so at that point, we have to say, okay, we have two options, either increase income or decrease expenses and you increased income and that's great through that second job, but it didn't accomplish the purpose you set out for it to because all it's doing is helping to cover the the amount that you're short every month. Um, so I think what we what we need to do is we need to cut expenses and say where can I cut back? Which expenses can I eliminate? Get on a budget, give every dollar a name, use the envelope system, you know, whether that's a physical envelope system or the digital envelope system like you'll find in the FaithFi app, uh, where when a particular category is out of money for the month, you stop spending. And we build the budget in such a way that you truly have a surplus when you put the, you know, both paychecks together. And so, you know, you've got an emergency fund that you've built up. So that covers the truly unexpected expenses. And then that monthly surplus that you have um, could go toward really those goals that you have, which would be, you know, saving for the long term, getting yourself completely out of debt so that when you're ready to retire, your expenses are as low as possible because now you're not paying any debt service. 
and you've got a little nest egg there beyond the emergency fund that you can use to convert to an income stream to supplement, let's say, Social Security or whatever else you have. But it really all starts with that spending plan. Thanks for your call today, Karen. I appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break and back with much more after this. We're grateful for support from Eventide Investments on the Faith and Finance Program. Eventide's approach to values-based investing is grounded in the belief that humankind was created in the image of God with intrinsic dignity, value, and worth. Eventide calls this investing that makes the world rejoice. More information is available at eventideinvestments.com. That's eventideinvestments.com. My name is Kent, and I'm a member of Christian Healthcare Ministries. I have a friend who actually has great insurance, and she recently had a, a life-threatening experience. And she was laying in the hospital bed afraid, not afraid for her life, but afraid of what her insurance would or would not cover. And as a CHM member, I can honestly say I just never have that fear. I can't tell you the, the peace of mind that provides. Learn more about Christian Healthcare Ministries' biblical cost sharing at chministries.org. Welcome back. This is Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We're taking your calls today, 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. By the way, you don't have to call. Just send an email, askrob at faithfi.com. That's askrob at faith, the letters F-I dot com. All right, let's head back to the phones. Uh, Cindy is in Illinois. Cindy, go right ahead. I have a question about um, my granddaughters, I have um, temporary custody of them, okay. and their father had passed away, so they're both getting SSI, hmm. and their money, I have it just in a savings account, but it's getting up there now to where I, I'm thinking I should, um, I don't know if I should leave it in that same savings account or if I should do something with it. Yeah. Do uh, you have a, a sense of what the timing is on when this money will begin to be used? Well, right now they're only six and seven. Yeah. So we've got a good bit of time here. In your mind, are all of their expenses covered until they perhaps head off to college, uh, you know, or start out on their own? Yeah, because my husband and I pretty much take care of most of it. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Yeah. So I think there's a couple of options here. Obviously this money has to be used for their benefit, but it, it can be put, you know, invested. So it could uh, have the opportunity to grow. So I think you need to start by saying, okay, what is our target for that, that we'd want to keep liquid readily available for expenses related to them that could happen at any time. And that you'd want to put in a savings account. You could leave it right where it is, or depending on the interest you're earning, you may want to look at a, an online savings account like Marcus or Capital One Three. 60, where you can get right now three and three quarters percent, at least you're earning some interest on it. Uh, so I think that would be a great option for that, which needs to stay liquid. Um, you know, that which you can lock up a little longer term, you could get a better rate of return, like with a CD. I mean, right now you can get over 5% on CDs. You could look at uh, opening an I-bond account for them. Inflation bonds right now are paying 6.89%. That money's not available for a year, but after a year, you could get it back and 
at least you'll know that the money that you put in there is going to offset the effects of inflation, uh, which has been, as you know, very high, and that is eroding the purchasing power of this money. So that would be an option there. You could put in up to $10,000 per year per child um, in, in an account like that, if it's in a custodial account, or if it's just in an account in your name, you know, with them as the beneficiary, then you could put in up to 10000 each you and your husband, and then you can earmark it for their, you know, purposes. Um, So that would be an option that's got at least a year time horizon, but you're going to get a little better rate of return. And you do that at treasurydirect.gov. Beyond that, we could look at investing it. I mean, you could drop it into a 529 plan if you want to earmark it specifically for college, and it could grow tax-free in some investments for the next, you know, 11 or 12 years between now and, and college age. But if you want it more widely available, you don't want to necessarily earmark it for college, then I'd probably just drop it into an investment account like with a, a robo-advisor like the Schwab Intelligent Portfolios where you'd open an account in, in the name of you and your husband, so a joint account, but you'd have one account earmarked for one child, one for the other. So you've got the funds separate. You know exactly what their the purpose is. And then it would it would start, you know, automatically investing it in broad stock market indexes. So which of those options, and it doesn't have to be one or the other, it could be several of them, but which sound like the most aligned with what you're looking for? I'd like for them to go to college, but yeah. you, you never know what they're going to do when they get to that age. Yeah. I just, uh, I, I want to do something with it. I just don't want to lose any of it for them. <laughs> sure, thing. sure. Yeah. Well, so if you don't want to take any risk with it, then you need to stay on the more conservative end. So I mentioned three different things you could do. One is stay in savings, FDIC-insured savings, backed by the U.S. government. And if you're getting a good interest rate right now where you are, just stay right there. Or you could move it to an online bank and get almost 4% right now. Uh, Second option would be I-bonds. Again, complete safety because it's backed by the government. Uh, And you do that at treasurydirect.gov. That's paying 6.8% right now. And you could get that for the next six months. And then the third option would be you put it into some CDs. Um, And, you know, you can get over 5% right now with CDs and you could find the best option for those at bankrate.com. They, you could look and see who has the best rates right now with the strongest banks. And as long as there's FDIC insurance, I think you'd be fine there. So those are three options for you to consider as you think about this, if you don't want to take any risk, because anything beyond that, you have the potential that you could open your statement one quarter and it's down. You've lost money on paper, but if you don't want to take that risk with this money, I understand that. Uh, you just have to stay in, in these other types of products that I'm describing. So uh, why don't you think and pray about that? Talk to your husband and see uh, which direction you guys want to go. And if we can help further along the way, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Thanks for your call. Uh, quickly to Muncie, we're going to finish with Carla. Go right ahead. Yes, um, I am interested in treasury bonds. I I haven't received a lot of knowledge about those, but um, some of my family members have purchased purchased treasury bonds, and I just wanted to know like, what's the advantage of a treasury bond over other bonds or disadvantage, and then where do I go to find out how to purchase those? Yeah, very good. So these are low risk, long term investments, and that's they're low risk because they're issued by the U.S. government. So you can buy them from the government directly, um, and or uh, you can buy them through a broker or a bank. 
if you buy them directly from the U.S. government, you do that at treasurydirect.gov. That's treasurydirect.gov. Uh, that's the same place you buy uh, the um, I bonds, the inflation bonds. You can buy other uh, treasury bills, bonds, and notes there as well. And what you're going to want to look at is kind of the annual coupon payment. So that's the total investment interest payment over the course of the year, and then the payment frequency, which is how often uh, the payments are made generally every six months until maturity. And then you'll look at the duration of the bond, how long or short, Um, you know, so you can, uh, you know, typically they're issued in 20 or 30 year terms and you can buy them in increments of $100. Um, And then you can, you know, buy them through brokerage firms as well. You don't have to go direct uh, to the government. So I think, you know, what might be interesting for you is to do some reading on T-bills, bonds and notes, um, and sound mind investing would be a great resource to you. Uh, also, Nerd Wallet has a lot of great information out there as well. So uh, I would head to soundmindinvesting.org, just do a search for treasury bonds and start reading and then decide which direction you want to go. Thanks for your call, Carla. We appreciate it. Well, we're almost out of time. If you like today's program, why not share it with a friend? And while you're at it, share the FaithFi app with them as well. Help us get the word out. Thanks for listening and sharing. And I hope you'll come back and join us again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you. 